Good afternoon, Roger. Good afternoon, Mom. How's your day? Not bad, not bad. Busy. Same here. In and out for myself. Let's get started. Yep. Last episode, we talked about a number of movies and just person of color or people of color representation. We also delved into a number of um, films that had different variations of black representation. Yes, I thought it was good that we talked about it, showing that we are on the big screen. Mm-hmm. We talked about the difference between old and new movies and then what we would like to see on the big screen in the future. Let's get on to more show. I'm Angela, the mom. I'm Roger, the daughter. And this is Talking Brown Sugar. Now we're going to move into the sugar bowl where we just talk about some random thoughts we've had. Yes, my random thought is ordering online. When you're ordering online, sometimes you can get the items that you're not even thinking that's the right thing or the wrong thing. You look at the price. Sometimes the price is added on with some extra taxes. Or the item that is displayed on the screen, once your gift or your present comes, you'll be like, what is this? Yeah, I think we could look into the psychology of just some of the um, options and choices we make when we're purchasing things online. I know I'm guilty of buying an item that'll be like thirty four ninety nine, but scrapping the whole cart because delivery is more than $5. I got to plead to... I got caught up on this whoosh and ordered this dress. It was beautiful. The size said one thing. When I got it, it was like for a baby doll. I felt like I'd been flim-flammed. Yeah, I don't um, shop outside of um, too many different places that I haven't seen a brick-and-mortar store or I can't read through reviews from customers. Yes, and they did have some reviews. But the reviews showed one thing, but the item was totally different. It was a shade off or the selection was not even in comparison to some off brand that was not even what it is. Yeah, you just got to be careful when you're shopping online um, if you're not using a trusted source. That is so true because, like, now everybody's got little issues. Um, Amazon, uh, Walmart, they're sending out items because everybody's trying to make money and they want the customer satisfied. But you can't satisfy a customer once the item comes and they paid and spent their money. I mean, if you can give me a refund, that'll be that'll help with me, my satisfaction. If I can send you this item back, you pay for it and give me my money back and I won't have to deal with you anymore. That'll help. On to my um, sugar bowl. I was just recently out with coworkers. I remember I got a drink. It was a mock um, alcoholic beverage. And I got a metal straw. Um, it was nice for a minute until I started thinking about it. And one of my coworkers mentioned that they wouldn't trust drinking out of a steel or metal straw because they were thinking about the um, sanitary aspects of it. And I just, I don't know. I don't think I'm comfortable too much with metal straws. And I know a lot of places now um, are required to just give you a metal straw and you have to request plastic straws. And I know that's a big debate, too, for people with disabilities um, or varying abilities 
or ableness levels. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'm a fan of steel straws. I agree with you on that. And most of the time, I try to carry my own personal straws. It might seem a little funny, but it's helpful. Because sometimes I've seen them hand you straws. They're not individually wrapped. And they pull them out their little apron. And you might see um, debris come out their pockets. But you have to be safe wherever you go. Yeah, you can't even put your lips on a cup. I've never really cared for that in a restaurant. Yeah, we always usually ask for disposable. And people will look. Sometimes they were like, that might be extra. I'd be like... Okay, well, just charge me. I want to be safe and sorry, but you can't never be too careful, but play it safe wherever you go. Check out your, your your dishes or your waiter and ask them, you know, can I have another cup, please? Because sometimes when you go in there, you're so hungry, you don't even pay attention to someone says something to you, and you be like, oh, my goodness. Yes. All right, moving to our sugar cubes, a.k.a. the news, where we put a little sugar in your cup. For my little sugar cube for today is about Boo, the world's cutest dog. He passed on January the 18th. Comes from Teen Vogue. <clears throat> he died of a broken heart. His little pal Buddy passed a year before him. We love Boo. Boo was coming um to our world in Instagram, Facebook, books, stuffed animals, and we just adored him. We just fell in love with this little Pomeranian. I thought when I read about it, I was just really heartbroken because my child went to New York in 2007, and he brought me back a boot. I was so surprised, and I was looking at my little stuffed animal, and I was really feeling heartfelt when I read the article about Boo. We're going to miss Boo. And we're going to miss Buddy. But we know they're up in heaven having a good time. Yeah, Boo, um, I never cared for that dog. I didn't think he was that cute, but that's it. I know when you have a pet and you lose anything or a loved one in general. Yes. But you know, they're going to have others. They have Now they have like the cats. People having the little baby goats on Instagram. But I love me some Boo. One day I might get me a little Pomeranian and get him cut and shaved up and looking real cute. You do that. I plan to. Yay. Bye, boo. Love you, boo. RP, dog. Um, two of my articles are just generally about how people are being good, making positive choices with their money. Um, people in groups. But the first one, um, I don't know if you all have donated yet, but been at college, um, they still uh, need $5 million by February 1st uh, to mean open. I haven't checked recently to see what that balance is right now, but um, the Alpha Phi Alpha pledged um, $31,000 to keep, to help keep the school open. Um, so when you get a chance, visit their website and donate. Also in the news, um, Papa John's, um, not the main guy we saw that was being racist in the news, but the um, other face, the other CEO behind the camera, behind the marketing and things like that, he donated uh, $500,000 to the school. So that pushed him up to about $2.2 million. Um, but you still have time to donate, so do that this week um, before February 1st so we can help keep the school open. 
Um, I went to an all-women's college, um, and so it was just good to keep our sister's schools open. It was one of the best um, experiences in my life, so I would like to keep and support schools um, that can offer other people that same experience. But um, Bennett College is an all-black women's institution. So give your support, share um, articles and things talking about the news that is related to the school and how they need the donations and make a donation when you can before the first. Yeah, my shout out go to all the bills. I wish y'all good luck. And for all the sororities and the fraternities, let's help each other. Yes, also in the news, um, they have the fire documentary out that's on Hulu and Netflix. Um, and then you can see one of the Bahamian caterers who at the last a lot of the things they did were last minute and you know they bit off more they could chew but one of the um victims outside of the people we saw memes and other jokes you know outside of the attendees this um woman who is Bahamian um at the last minute all they had all of the attendees when they arrived they sent her um, all these people in busloads, and she was just responsible with her staff at the last minute. She said she knew about it 20 minutes before, and she was forced to serve hundreds of people um, during one of the busiest weekends of the year in general. And they stiffed her because they didn't have enough money to pay for half of the things um, they were promising attendees and the public in general. Um, millions and millions of dollars went into um keeping this story going but at the end of the day um she was one of the main victims but the bright side is that after the release of these documentaries um Marion Roll a Bohemian Cater she has received over $169,000 from GoFundMe which was started up after someone watched the documentary and realized that you know it was time to help her so it's just give you some faith in humanity all over um so she's going to get that money back that she can help pay um, her staff because she took out of her savings um, to pay the hundreds of people she had to help feed all of the people that were tossed on her last minute. And the festival never paid her. That's the fire festival. And now she's getting that money back so she can save for a rainy day, like she was saying. I'm glad she's getting her relief back because it's not fair for her to show her hard work and putting her diligence into something that she's trying to give back. And at the end of the day, she's not getting any refuge from it. Good luck to her. Yep. And another thing, just a random thought, I think it's funny that um, you watch, I watched a Netflix documentary, but if you watch Darul is all in throughout the documentary and he was able to escape the firestorm even like legal um, repercussions because the main guy, um, he's in jail currently for about 20 years. He's in jail for um, fraud and things. And Ja Rule was a part, it looked like he was a heavy part of it throughout the whole documentary and he was able to escape. So that was just interesting. You're right. I was looking at it too. There's so many ins and out when it comes to money is funny. It's like embezzlement and nobody sees it. When when it's brought to the forefront, nobody wants to put their name on it. Yeah, that's why it's tricky that you want want to um, endorse everything that your friends are doing. Uh, you have to be mindful of how your name is connected to different things. 
but it's just interesting. But I'm glad she's able to get support from the public and get her money back. This week's Sweet Deets goes out to owner Keisha Swift of Bull City Inflatables LLC. So if you have a party, you have a family gathering, um, even corporate events that you want to have outside, she has all kinds of inflatables, bouncy house. She even has the Zor balls or um, the human-sized gerbil balls that you can run around and knock people out in or, you know, just running in the water and things like that. Um, she has plenty of options to choose from. You can either visit her website, bullcityinflatables.com, or you can call her at 919-67-7132 and get set up, help her, um, or she can help you really plan your events and get you some mounts in your life. If you own a business or know someone who owns a business and wants to shout them out on this podcast, email us at talkingbrown.sugar at gmail with the subject line business feature. Main topic. Yes, we're going to talk about the evolution of play. So generally what we remember playing and doing growing up as kids and what we have observed in younger kids and how technology and things have transformed the way kids play. Yes, for kids and adults, let's go outside. We need some healthy kids, atmosphere, and for our teens, and, well, for the adults. Let's get physical, emotional, and work with our behavior. I looked up some things that was on kidshealth.org. And plus, talk to your pediatrician and your doctor before you go out and try some of these activities. Because, you know, we were always sitting around with our Xbox, our Candy Crush, our cell phones, laptops, tablets, or what may have. Enjoying snacks, laughing, giggling around the house, laying down, sitting down. But we need to get back outside, do a little jump rope. Hey, Jack Rocks, Double Dutch, Handball, Kickball. We can even play some old maid. Sitting outside with a good environment. Kids and teens need to pump oxygen to their hearts and to their brains. Plus, eat fresh veggies, milk, fruit. Having a balanced meal at home so they can get a good night's rest. I remember playing jump rope, red light, green light, one, two, three. Hand clapping games, double dutch. Even hanging out clothes was an activity at one time, but we have to be safe while we're outside, too. So sometimes we can refrain by going to the mall, walking around, just staying fit, keeping our hearts, lungs, and muscles as flexible as we can. And I know sometimes as parents, working a full-time job, raising kids is not always easy. So we have to find some hobbies, groups, weight training, even dancing, Zumba. Going to the playground when we can to improve your mind and your body. Yes, I remember um, as a kid, um, we were allowed to basically go hang out with our friends running around the neighborhood as long as we were in, you know, after, well, before the streetlights came on. Um, 
most of the times, as long as it wasn't too early in the school week, um, we would play in the park, run around, a lot of running around, riding our bikes, um, running from dog, running from each other. Um, and then I was often found playing with my brother's friends who were always older than me, but, um, you know, I wanted to be the tough kid and join in on it because there weren't a lot of girls in my neighborhood, so I had to make do with what I had. Yeah, I remember growing up, too. We would always play freeze tag, run around, and find little different things to do. Sometimes you get bored, and somebody might bring out a board game, and that gets boring. But it was, you know, fresh air and fun. And when it's time to come in the house, you were kind of tired. And, you know, you want to keep an eye on your cholesterol, your diabetes, and just take good care of yourself. Yeah, um, they usually suggest like an hour a day of play for both kids and adults. Um, I just know that with the changing of police brutality, just general safety of your neighborhood, um, different technologies and things have changed the way people interact and socialize with each other. And that involves the kids, how the kids are talking to each other, how they play, um, how they communicate. Um, they're sponges. So I think they're exposed to more things now more than ever. Um, especially if, um, they have access to technology that isn't necessarily monitored. And just the way I remember uh, me playing with kids, I learned how to just talk to people or not to talk to people, how um, just to make friends and things. And you get older and you notice and you look at people and it's like, oh, you didn't grow up playing these. You can have those conversations, especially like in college or just in your adult life about um, what people did and didn't do in their childhood. And you can see that in some people. Um, especially like people who didn't grow up playing or have a lot, a lot of friends or being the only kid, you just notice different things about them and how to handle different things like learning how to share or um, just small stuff like that. So true. That's why we have to always remind ourselves of the sweet spots in our life when we did have playtime. So find playtime inside and outside and have fun with it. Yeah, it's good um, to find different classes online um, they have, you know, all age groups are acceptable um, for different, like, Zumba classes, just general playtime classes if you need, like, a safer environment um, to go play, um, sign your kids up for YMCA, all kinds of different things you can do to get more active and just play. Just want to give a little shout out to all our people that's dealing with this here shutdown, to our armed forces, our families, our single parents that's hanging in their moms or dad and children. Keep your chins up because it's not going to last forever. Wishing you well. Angela and I are event planning and working. So that's it for the show this week. But until then, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Talking Brown Sugar. On Twitter, Talking Brown Shug. That's Talking Brown S U G. And you can email us at talkingbrown.sugar at gmail.com. That's it. This is Angela and Raja. We out. Out.